You're listening to the New Utah Podcast with your hosts, Bree. People can say my name and I still don't pay attention. Chris. This is what happens when your number one health concern in the state is porn. Jeremy. Flicks it and then walks out and just kicks the living crap out of whoever. And Julia. This week on Julia does everything that's embarrassing. 305 episodes of the Utah Podcast. That's impressive, if I do say so myself. We were worried about hitting 25. You remember that back in the day? It's like, well, if we can make it past... I don't. That was like six fucking years ago. If we can make it past 25 episodes, we're doing pretty good. So six years is in May at some point, or the end of April. I'm not sure which. That pretty knows. It's She's something like, than me. like May 6th. It's, it's on the thing. We're actually recording some, on the actual anniversary this year. Something like May 6th or May 12th. I don't know. Something. It'll be like every other episode, though. It's sometime in May. It's fine. Late spring. Speaking of spring, spring has been sprung. Have you planted your garden yet? Not planted, but prepping. I got uh, about half my beds cleaned out and ready. I, if you're doing peas or anything like that, you got to get those in, which I need to get those in. Like this weekend? Like this weekend, because like the... The, the thing is, is I do peas and then I rotate to pumpkins. So for the peas to be done in time, for the pumpkins to be in time for Halloween, yeah, my window yeah, is closed. And once quickly. it gets too hot, peas don't like the heat. Yeah, that's when they tend to be bitter. So if you get those peas that just, it's because it, it got too warm and they're not, they didn't get enough water. And speaking of, my garden, uh, I got everything pretty much cleaned out. It's like, it was like a jungle in the garden space from all the ground cover we put there. Ten years ago, that comes. Like it randomly just, just decided to grow. Hey, yeah. Well, now it grows. Like every year, it comes back. This ground cover. It was there when the tree bush was there, and it never grew. Yeah. Now that the tree bush is gone, every spring I have to clean that shit out. Um, but I pulled all that, and then I I pulled most of it. The rest of it's just gonna get fucking tilled into the ground because I don't actually care. I found a potato. I just I randomly find potatoes because I don't ever get them all. That's the funny thing. Once you plant potatoes, they'll be there forever. Yeah, they just come back. Um, so we'll see where they pop up this year in the garden. I think I might try carrots again. I don't know, man. Like they're just so tough to pull because my soil gets so compact and dry over the course of the summer. Um, I, carrots. I know I've said it before, but I just I've never had very good luck with carrots. We had some really big ones come out of there, but uh, like they came out. We had some with legs, nice and fat, and some that yeah, multiple multiple uh, limbs, which is fine. I mean that's normal. I think, but I think it's my soil. The, the few times I've tried, they're bitter. Yeah, it's I just, can't. The ones I had were fine. I can't get parsnips to grow, which is disappointing because which Utah, I have no problem with parsnips. Like, Utah State, which is dumb. Why can't we get a parsnip to grow when we're going to get a carrot and a know. potato? But well, I can't. I don't know. You, well, and Utah State said, you know, Utah's climate in particular is almost perfect. It's ideal for for parsnips. So parsnips, radishes, things like that. I've never had a problem. Yeah, and I have radishes were fine. Just this year when I plant them, I'm not going to let them. You know. Get the seed and, and turnips and <laughs> suck all the radish, beets all the radish and all that kind of stuff. Those root vegetables, I've, those particular, I've never had problems with. I trimmed all my roses back. They just started budding. So I really like to have him do it in the fall, but we were getting ready for the wedding, so yeah, there we never was, got around to it. Yeah. So I trimmed them all back. What it means is they will start growing slower because right. they had already started a little bit, but. But that's okay because usually by the end of the summer they take in over the whole back. Oh, fuck, dude, they're they're they just they grow <laughs> out of control. I I do like there's one that is a climbing one and none of the others are, and I kind of want to get rid of it and like replace it with something else because we don't have anything for it to climb on. So well, when we put the slats or the lattice or whatever up that I want to, it will climb up that. When if we'll see what happens. And your lighting, some you gonna get your lighting out there, right? Yeah, eventually. We'll put the lights in there. Maybe this year's the year we do that. we got to do it before Nate moves to Kauai and does his stuff so that <laughs> yeah. he can do it for us. Because barbecue season is fast approaching. Yeah. Well, speaking of which, if you guys want a uh, Weber Smoke Fire Grill, <laughs> I'll sell it to you for cheap. Just hit us up on social media. At Clean TV one podcast. owner. It is clean one owner. I know for a fact that all the parts well, in there. it's dusty right now because it's been sitting It is. All I'll clean it. But all the parts in there are basically brand new. I've replaced all of them. <laughs> so, You're going to have some dude from Ireland message you. I, if he wants to fucking come get it, he can come get it. I'll give him <laughs> or pay deal. for shipping. It's yours. Yeah. In advance, though, please, because that's a <laughs> fucking pricey shipping. That thing is heavy. Uh, <laughs> but it's a pellet grill. I mean, that sort of works sometimes. So <laughs> so sad. I know you are so excited. And I, and I feel bad for your mom because I know she was so excited. She doesn't even fucking know. 
My well, mom's. no, but she, I'm just saying she was so excited. To, to, Did we tell the story about my mom staying the night and falling in my house? Yeah. And busting yeah. her nose on my, Well, it turns out, because I'm like, I had a conversation with her. I'm like, Mom, that's not good. Like, you should, if you are that unstable, one, you should have a cane. You should be walking with a cane, not walking without one, if you can barely stand like that. Like, too, you need to talk to your doctor about it. She's like, oh, it's medication. I'm like, Mom, it's not medication. Turns out my mom has four compressed discs in her back. Her C4 and her C5 are so compressed, <laughs> there's no spinal fluid left there, basically. Is there anything they can do? She's getting back surgery. She's getting uh, a bunch of discs fused. Uh, so, yeah, so that's happening in that April. She sent so me- instead of getting her other cataract fixed, she's having that instead. Yeah, kind of getting your back fixed is probably a little bit higher on the priority. Uh, my mom's going to be dead inside of 10 years. I love my mom, but she's yeah. <laughs> she's lived a rough life. She's not super old, but holy shit. She looks worse than Bree's mom, and Bree's mom's got 15 years yeah. on her. Well, I think it's 14, but yeah, she's... For your mom's age, your mom looks really good. Yeah, she's doing great She still gets age. around pretty well, too. I mean, she's got the bad knee, and she had it operated on, but her second knee didn't recover as That's well. That's how every old person is, though. But, they all have something they've had worked on. Their back or their knee or their shoulder or whatever. I got plates in my leg. That's right. You're already old. Congrats. <laughs> well, I, I guess I was old when I was 16, because that was my first surgery. Do you have things put in or taken out? But do you still oh, live? We didn't take talk about we didn't talk about Bree's poop shoot shoot. Oh you yeah, want, that's about party. getting your butthole filmed. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Did you, <laughs> did you get a copy of it? The reason yeah. I the reason I thought of that is when the anesthesiologist came in to ask her like if she had any, and she's like, "No, not that I'm aware of." He's like, "If you had any other surgeries?" And she just starts fucking listing all these surgeries off that she's had. He's like, "Oh, when did that happen?" She's like, "When I was 16." Oh, and she just lists them off. He's like, "Okay, so you're so not you're applicable from almost all of them." And he's like, "So you're not gonna get gas this time. <laughs> I'm gonna give you propofol. You'll go to sleep. And you'll wake up pretty fast. It'll be over." That's funny. <laughs> yeah, I've had tons of surgeries. I probably had. Five surgeries, I think. Yeah. Major surgeries, too. I've only had three. Gallbladder removal. The tonsillectomy, not really so much. When you have your tonsils and your adenoids removed at the same time, it sucks. That's what it, I, I'm considering yeah, it major. Es- especially when you're old enough to remember. Yeah, because I was, a- it was you after I was done like breastfeeding Sean. Yeah, you weren't like three. You were an adult. I had that, that done, but I was a, I was a kid. I was like 12 and had yeah, you, usually, tonsils, adenoids, and they put the tubes in your ears, kind of that typical. And little kids and then you recover lost a lot faster. all the hearing in one ear. Well, that was before. I mean, they oh. try to help it, and it. I mean, think about recovery time. Like when you're a little kid and you break a bone, you're back to full. Yeah. You're back like, in like a month. Yeah. You could completely fuck up the bone, and it's back to normal. I had like my elbow pinned when I was six. I was out of that cast in like a month. I broke yeah. my leg a few years ago, and the uh, the the horrible leg injury, the cardboard box injury, of, <laughs> and I had two plates and sixteen screws. I was I was not weight bearing for six fucking months. I couldn't put weight on that thing fully. How long ago was that? Seven years ago? Something like that. Because mm-hmm. it was before the podcast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was like the year before the, the podcast, podcast. When, I think. Yeah. When Cassie was really little, she kept breaking bones. And I remember the one time we were up at primary and the, the doctor was like, yeah, if you had the same break, you'd, pro- you'd probably be in a cast for like two, maybe three months. But he's like, yeah, she'll probably wear this for maybe three weeks, maybe four yeah. if it like hurts. Stupid kids and your bodies. But she like, she's broken her her arm twice and her collarbone and she Ooh, broke off a piece hurt. of her finger inside of her finger yeah, yeah that's true that i forgot just about chopped that off his finger well that's his own stupidity yeah, i was old for that so yeah it took a while to recover still have no feeling yeah. I, well i never will at this point yeah no the nerves are gone you, gone gone you shredded those fuckers took me six months to anyway are you gonna one inch incision let me my talk tumor removed it? well you have to talk about it Don't well i started talking about it and then you like started talking about it over me no, I was talking about what the anesthesiologist said. It was kind of interesting because we got there and it's the new surgical center that's over by Lone Peak Hospital. Mm-hmm. And I really like it because I've been to SMOPS before, which is St. Mark's Outpatient Surgical Center. And there, and it, maybe they've changed it, but you would go back to a room and then they would take you back and then you'd go to like a group recovery place or whatever and then you'd head out. Well, the way that they have it set up, Chris got to go back with me. He had the room the whole time to wait for me. Not that it was like gone like super long, but, and then I came back to that same room. Cool. So you don't have to like have all of that movement or whatever, but. How long was it? Like 
20, 30 minutes or more like an hour? It's like 15 minutes to, to 15 to 20 minutes, as they told me. But we, by the time, you know, you get in, you check in, all that. And I think the person in front of me had some issues. They even said, like, cause we, cause we asked, cause I was waiting and we asked, well, how long is it? And she's like, ah, it's about an hour total before she's ready to leave here. It was two hours. But I think that the person in front had problems. No, he just, he was back there for a while. So I actually got taken back late, Hmm. but I did have a polyp. Just one, one little polyp. Glad that I went. Did they taste, take care of it while they were, Mm -hmm. she cut it out. You said taste at first. (laughs) Yeah. She stuck her tongue up her butthole. Ew. Nasty. (laughs) She cut it out. What is wrong with you? Put it in her mouth. Polyp in your pooper. Her pooper was very clean, by the way. And of course, because I'm like right in the middle of changing my name, like they, um, the computer like had my old name, but the paperwork had the right name. And then, so it's a good thing they didn't amputate something. I don't know. Then there was some like meds that got called in from my regular doctor and I had told them that they need to use the new last name. And I even told the doctor and he wrote it down, but then they called it in under the old last name. And I'm like, my insurance doesn't have me into that. Anyway. Boy, submitting to my domination of you really is difficult, (laughs) isn't it? (laughs) I can, I own her now, by the way, I've written my name on her officially on her foot. Yeah. (laughs) That's what this is. That's what you do. Description of her having my name written all over her. Technically, my last name is only partially your last name. No. The you part that matched. counts is mine. The part that counts is mine. The part mine. that counts. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jeremy, what's dancing? So I had it. So, so yes, my exciting weekend. So, I'm afraid to hear the story. So, uh, it's Heather's, not going to be good. I was miserable that whole it's time. It's just going <laughs> to fall flat at the end. Heather's sister's 40th birthday is coming up or just happened. I don't know exactly. So to surprise her, Heather got her really expensive like seventh row tickets to dancing with the stars live um but her sister ended up being out of town because it was a surprise so she unfortunately waited a little too late oh, to tell well, her that sucks yep and then she was gonna take hannah but hannah was sick and then she asked like two people at work and they couldn't go so i was her last choice but i got yeah to, uh, i didn't know you were the last choice i was the last choice when i told her like on the way i said I said, even though I'm your last choice, I, I'm still glad that you decided to take me with you. So, yeah, we went and saw Dancing with the Stars live, and I know nothing about it. I don't watch it. So, Were but, there any actual stars involved? So it's, Not anymore. It's like season 53. It's all the, it's all the professionals on the show. So the actual professional dancers that dance with the stars. So no stars in that aspect. Yeah, Emmett Smith isn't going to be there but, dancing. But it's all the actual professional dancers. What, like, what are they dancing? Like the dances that they would do on the show? Like, the not exactly because on the show it's like one on one. This is yeah. all like group dance. So the dances were uh, okay. I guess. So it's like going and watching a ballet performance. Only it's more modern dance. Yeah, except the music was really good. I mean, they, they, or I guess like watching well, a modern dance performance. They're not telling a story. They're just. Dancing yeah, dance. dances. So, but, it's so, more like a kid's dance recital on a professional well, I mean, are they level. doing like the boot scoot and boogie, or are they doing interpretive dance? No, I mean, it, so like some of the music was ACDC and like uh, Bon okay, Jovi. Okay, so it's interpretive and, dance. So, yeah, I guess. I mean, they, so they did like some songs. Were like, they like love ballads that they were playing? No. Or it was like, nor, like, like, like Highway to Hell? Yeah. Yeah, then it's fucking interpretive dance. And then they, they did like a piece of Grease, like one of the dances out of Grease and stuff. Anyway... For me, I could have taken it or leave it, but Heather had a really good time, and I got seventh throws, so I mean, I was like right there, like the dude's stuff was in my face. By the way, you saying I could take it or leave it, that's why you were the last choice. Exactly. I know. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, he's not going to enjoy this. Let me so, try and find anyone. Well, that super sucks, though. No, I know, because it was supposed to be a surprise, and then she ended up, her sister ended up being out of town. So I like, didn't even want to change plans to go. She was out of town. She was out of town. Well, she hadn't gone out of town yet. I don't, I don't That's know. That's how the, mom explained it. Was oh, she, I don't know she the, told her a couple days earlier. She's like, no, I think I'm going out of town. I don't know the details. Uh, but, anyway, know. so. That sucks. Good, good times. Good that's times. That's the thought that counts. Heather's a, a good thought. Person. She enjoyed it, and that's what that's what all that mattered. She had a good time. She had fun. She got pictures of people that I don't know and stuff, and it was, yeah, it was fun. Pictures of people and stuff. And stuff. And the Eccles. And then that, dad had junk in his face. It was a good time. The Eccles, that, that Eccles theater is really nice. And we got to walk by, past Pretty Bird. I wanted some so bad, but 
we, we didn't have a whole lot of time in the Isn't the that line. like a chicken sandwich place or yeah. something? It's the best. Heard you guys talk about it. The yeah. Don't they like have lines out the door? Sell it out at my um, at my agency. Well, the one by the Eccles is takeout only right now. Teeny, teeny, tiny, and it's little. If you're gonna get it, just go to the one over on 21st and 70th. Yeah, but to answer your question, yeah, the line went like practically to the door of the wow. theater. There's had to have been 30 plus people in line, mm-hmm. and it's good chicken. And they're not, I mean, yes, they're pumping it out, but no, they're not because it's good chicken. It's all pressure cooked. And it takes time. I mean, what I. So they're taking all day getting ready for the rush. Kind of. So, I mean, it's constantly being cooked. They used to actually have to close between lunch and dinner to get stuff ready. And I think that they've kind of worked out the bugs. Because they don't, because they don't like have it's so if you go to a place like Popeyes or KFC they have racks of cooked chicken under warmers that sit there for hours until they serve them and so while they cook chicken throughout the day most of it gets cooked in in like batches so they have a whole bunch they cook right before lunch and then a whole right. bunch after lunch between lunch and dinner and a place like that's probably going to cook 100 plus pounds at a time and, and so what pretty bird does is they're constantly cooking throughout the day um to meet current need because they don't have chicken sitting under heat lamps for very long. So they estimate their need and they do run out. And so they say, this is how much chicken we have for the day. And if we run out by seven 30, we run out by seven 30 and our staff gets to the rest of the night. Gourmet Chick-fil-A. Yeah. And the pressure cookers are like these $40,000 crazy. Oh, they're amazing pressure cookers, but it only holds, it only does so much. It doesn't do like a large batch. So, so yeah, you got to get there and plan on standing in line, but, but the, it's worth it. Holy cow! Go the other location is is easier. They have a bunch of ordering stations, and it's, it's bigger. bigger. It's a lot bigger. They have a lot more space. The they, kitchen is huge. They like have it's a lot probably more employees. Four times the size. That's and more than the that. Park City one just it's four. Too. It's four times the size of the entire restaurant. In the other I one. could go look in my in my system and see exactly what the square footage is if you're really <laughs> curious. But yeah, it's go to the one on 21st and 7th East. You're not really going to wait super long, but everything's hot, everything's fresh. It's And it's just as good. It's so good. Yeah, they they really he nailed the replication, which yeah. is the most important piece there. And they they just opened in Park City oh, I mean, like that. a couple of weeks ago just opened. So they've got the three locations now. That's freaking awesome for him to really be just killing it with that chicken joint. Uh, Julia, you got some big news? Yep. So, a couple hours ago, I signed the lease for my brick-and-mortar store. Wow! Yep. Oh, that's freaking awesome. Where's it going to be? It's going to be in Murray. Uh, it's next to Fashion Place and Wheeler Farm. Nice. So, it's somewhere between Fashion... They're not next to each other. They're I'm not disclosing the address but yet, because I don't want people wandering up it's asking between, if I'm open. It's, it's off of Vine it's Street. It's much closer to Wheeler Farm. Okay. Yeah. You could probably like, walk. Yeah. Okay. I'm just curious. You can tell me off air where I was just over yeah, there. I'll tell you off I'm air, a, but I don't. I don't. I'm, I'm not go, disclosing the address to people yet because I don't need people stressing I'm me gonna out. Go asking gra- if I'm, I'm gonna go graffiti it up. <laughs> I was just over there. Oh, so mean. Last week because it's on my way to the dentist. Well, there you go. But yeah, I got a really, 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 really good rate on it. <laughs> Just call me, maybe. <laughs> We're celebrating. Sorry. That song, that song gets but, me every time. Yeah, I got a good rate on it. Um, I it popped up on Friday on KSL, and the real estate lady had put it up before she left for work. So it's not a sublease. Before she left work, no, it's a real oh, lease. That's awesome. Um, and then I messaged her, and the next. Monday, the minute they opened, I called them and bugged them, and then they were like, she's not here yet, so as soon as she got into work, she called me, uh, my work let me go home or leave early so I could go check out the place, and then I dragged dad with me <laughs> to look idea. at it, was inspect a good idea. it, to inspect it, yep, and then today they sent me the lease, and it looked good, so I signed it for a year, and awesome. she was saying that this is probably the cheapest lease in the state right now yeah i would imagine it's a small space but it should be good for what you don't need a ton of space to start yeah no but 300 square feet and it's perfect size for me to run by myself and not have to get two or three staff members which is perfect or i can have just like hannah or maya help out you know that's great it's just a nice little little intimate small it's got like a little, it's got like a loft. She's not going to be at your house anymore. You know that, right? right. She'll never be at the house anymore. <laughs> You've lost your buddy. 
working at the shop now. Yeah, yep. she'll, she'll be down there all the time, I'm sure. Yep. It's all right, though. That's awesome. That's really good for you. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm glad to hear that. It's exciting stuff. Well, you had your money from your Kickstarter, or not Kickstarter, your... Oh, yeah. Yep. GoFundMe. Yep, GoFundMe. that paid for the down payment. That's nice. awesome. So, yep, that was pretty much just enough to pay for first month rent and security deposit. And there's, like, a little bit left over that I went and got all this cleaning crap. I... A lot of cleaning stuff. Like, I filled my car with cleaning stuff. It needs it bad. It's been abandoned for it two was, months. It was a so. bakery. Is oh, it? okay. So it had a... And then people... Tore the kitchen out, but it had a little kitchen, so there's the grease and the... The grease and the And then people and... kept, like, saying, I want it, and they'd sign the lease, and then the city would tell them, you can't have that here, because they, want... they kept... People kept wanting to put a tattoo, a tattoo shop tattoo in there, shop. this tiny little 300-square-foot spot, Uh, so they just had to keep paying to cancel their lease so i guess they've gone through a bunch of people that's but now you need to get insurance and all that grown-up stuff all that stuff yep i know a pretty good commercial agent i'll talk to you after (laughs) are we talking about brie yeah yeah the commercial insurance agent that's on this podcast (laughs) there you go But she it, doesn't pimp herself enough. It isn't me or podcast. Chris. No, but it's definitely not. I'll keep a, I'll keep you guys updated once I have a an opening date. I'll We're announce forming it. Our, our own little mafia here amongst our friends. Mm-hmm. That's what you awesome. gotta do. Well, that's cool. That's Yay, cool. I'm excited. Uh, I want to talk about soccer because I love soccer, and it's not necessarily a Utah thing. RSL did take a loss finally. Um, Sucks that it was against Kansas City. But it still didn't feel like a bad loss, which is, no. is a good thing. Was that a home game or was it a No, it was in away. Kansas City. Yes. And we play Colorado on Saturday. Uh, but, uh, that one's like a double jeopardy though. It's a regular, like it's a game that like counts toward their, their traverse onto the, you know, the cup or whatever. But it's also the, uh, with Colorado, we have the Rocky Mountain Cup. So yeah, it's a shit rivalry that we win all the time because Colorado's garbage. <laughs> they had it for a while, but they we had it back. for one year. Oh, was it? One? Yeah, was that, like literally out of the time that the two teams have been in the league together, RSL's had it. Eighty. I think that of the they've. Time. I was gonna say. I think that they've had it like five times or something. So, and I suspect that we'll we'll have it this year the way we've been playing. But that's that's not what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the U.S. Men's National Team and the World Cup. Who freaking stomped Panama? The World Cup is in Qatar. Um uh, I don't think the drawings have been made yet, um, but it's in November this year. Because it's in Qatar, normally it would be this summer, um, but it's in a fucking in the Middle East, and it would be like 130 <laughs> degrees in the fucking desert. They'd all be dying. So in order for it to be in Qatar, I think it starts in like the end of November, like around Thanksgiving. When it's cooled down to 95 during the day. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> Which fits Only nicely. in the shade. <laughs> Because <clears throat> most of the English leagues, I don't know how MLS is going to handle like the MLS Cup, which usually is around that time. Um, but most of the English leagues and stuff are on a winter break uh, around then anyway. So they take a summer break and they take a winter break. Um, and take a summer break, take a winter break. So the the I don't think the drawings have happened yet for the group stage. That should be coming up. I think it's the end of this week they're going to do it. Um. It, um I don't remember. But anyway, the U.S. men's national team is at the top. Well, technically Canada is at the top of the CONCACAF table. So the way World Cup qualifying works is there are different regions of the world. So CONCACAF is the region that we're in, which is basically all of North America um, and the Caribbean. And so North America, by the way, folks, goes all the way down to Panama. That's still part of North America. A lot of people refer to it as Central America, but it's North America. South America has their own league. Or their own uh, region. So, and like Europe, the Soccer World Cup is not like the Baseball World Series, where only United States and one team in Canada can play the World <laughs> Series. But in the World it Cup, is, like the whole world. Well, yeah, so- soccer well, is the world <laughs> well, sport. Soccer is different for those that don't know than most sports. So, most countries have one or two or three or four leagues in that country, professional leagues. So we have Major League Soccer. We have the USL. We have whatever fucking weird league that Major League Soccer is making for its secondary teams. We have, uh, like, Liga MX is Mexico's primary league. Now, Major League Soccer includes Canadian teams. But World Cup Soccer is national teams. So Canada takes its best players 
that play all over the world in different leagues and brings them in for games. They, they form a team and they play other countries. And so they play other countries primarily in the CONCACAF region during World Cup qualifying. So kind of like how the U.S. does their Olympics, like with basketball, they take all of their players. Yeah, basketball is probably the closest sport because other countries are now starting to do similar things where they're pulling top lab- labeled professionals in there for the Olympic basketball competition, which don't get me started on that. That's a whole fucking joke that professional basketball players are in the Olympics. Um, but, uh, you know, World Cup is a similar idea. So it's nation versus nation. So the United States, Mexico and Canada, Canada has locked in first place in the group. Uh, and then Mexico and the United States are tied with, um, Costa Rica down below that can possibly still get in. How do they, how do they judge that score that? It's point. So every match is worth up to three points. You get three points if you win, one point on a draw, zero points on a loss. Uh, and then the group stage for, well, so what we're in right now is qualifying. And so CONCACAF has a tournament that, a group tournament as well that all the smaller nations compete in. And then you get to a certain spot. Uh, and they're just playing in groups. So, like, we've been playing against, like, six other teams to see who has the best record. You play a home and away game with each team. And and, and it's weighted. So, like, if two teams get are tied. There's tiebreakers. Yeah. It's not weighted. Oh, that's right. That's... So, goal differential, for example. Yeah. So, the United States is all but guaranteed a spot. For the United States to not get a spot into the World Cup, or not even not get a spot, but had to play in with another region's team to get into the World Cup, they would have to lose against Costa Rica on Wednesday when they play them by more than 10 goals. Which just doesn't happen in soccer. So, not impossible. No. But not likely. Those are more like hockey scores. Uh, so <laughs> the U.S. is likely to be in the World Cup. Uh, um, so the men's... So- the women's team just got an an increase in pay based on the fact that they've actually been like winning games and stuff and the the men's team hasn't been as great so this is really awesome for them to be doing this well month. the men's team missed the world cup last year or last cycle so the world cups every 4 years and the men's team completely missed the world cup and the women's team actually filed a lawsuit a federal lawsuit against US soccer because they were being paid grossly less than the men's and team. they were at the top for and, years. And and their stuff all gets televised, their jerseys get sold and while their jerseys they not, are more expensive than the men's jerseys. While they may not sell as many of them, like their games are televised, they bring in a ton of money for US soccer and they were getting paid shit. So now, because of that lawsuit, they officially are being paid exactly the same as the men. Oh, uh, wow. For the national team stuff. Right. Keep in mind, that doesn't mean professionally they're getting paid the same in their professional teams because women's soccer is just not as professionally viable or, you know, making as much money because people don't watch it and there's not as much advertising and TV deals and all that other stuff. But anyway, my whole point is the U.S. plays on Wednesday. Um, it's the last qualifying match for the World Cup, which is in November. Uh, the, the U.S. will be in the World Cup, which is, you know, in the soccer world, the World Cup is what you play for. Like that's what prof- every professional soccer player wants to play for their national team in the World Cup. So like in, in America where everybody goes and plays football, everywhere else, the top athletes are playing soccer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, football didn't exist. LeBron James would be a goalkeeper. Well, he, I mean, you know, football and basketball and baseball and hockey. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but America's, uh, America's getting better and they're playing a lot better and we have uh, some really good talent on the team. So that's, uh, none of that really had to do with Utah, but I'm a big giant soccer junkie and, um, you know, I can do whatever the fuck. It's our podcast, so. <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to stop you. Uh, I do want to remind everyone, uh, Best of Salt Lake City, uh, bestofslc.com is still going for yeah, a few more days till the 4th, right? 6th. 6th so of April. About a week. About a week more. Yeah, so, and this is... Uh, if you listen to this podcast, when it is published. Yeah, so correct. we will uh, probably not talk about it next week because it'll be too late to vote at that point. So you've got one more week to go. Um, we have uh, Kudos uh, is nominated there, I believe. What's the K-9, K-9 design? Yeah, K-9. K-9. It's not just K-9. It's K-9 design, right? K-9 design pet grooming is the yes. full name. Uh, but a lot of other people that we've had, uh, Fillings and Emulsions. Ruby Snaps. Ruby Snaps. A lot of our favorite people have been nominated and it's a, it's a, it's a good award to win. So go out and vote. Best of SLC.com. It's really easy to go and vote. Um, so I encourage everyone to go do it and, and vote for the businesses locally that, uh, you think deserve it that are the best of Salt Lake City. 
All right. It's uh, no guests this week. It's the last week of the month. Um, we are doing Utah Adventure Week this Ta-da. year. We need some music for that. I don't know what, but some. I don't know. I actually you really like, like that. an elephant. <laughs> In the deep. Okay, that's what this is. Utah Adventure. We're rolling. We're rolling. We're getting out there. We're seeing the. Thank God, no one actually listens to this podcast. Probably get copyright infringement all the time. I don't. I don't pay. What is it? BMG or whatever the music group to play music. Yeah, whatever that is. Uh, Anyway. Um, this, this might be the last one for a while that we, uh, stay close to home and, and do something indoors. We, it's, was still a little bit cold and, you know, weather is sometimes it's 70 degrees and sometimes it's snowing two days before that. Uh, and so we decided to go check out the Leonardo, uh, which is, uh, downtown on second east and between fourth and fifth south. It's behind the library. Yep. Behind the library, right next to the original town center or, or not town center the it's between the library and the police station yeah. next no, to, i county mean between building. the county building and the police the station next to the library and the new county building is right next to that. so it's right i mean yeah, it is. so you've got the county building that's east of it the yeah. library that is as uh, north of it and then it's on the corner that's between those two sort of they're all in the same block um it's big square non-distinct building um with it's some ramps the heart of downtown. Shit. Yeah, it's right in the middle of downtown. Uh, bums included because of the, uh, the library right there. I think when we were leaving, there was some guy yelling at himself. Um, <laughs> and that part of the library, I mean, there's always a lot of homeless people at the library because they go in and they read and. Well, know. and just recently, um, behind where I work, which is just like the next block over or two blocks, I guess, but they built a whole bunch of, um, apartments and there's a whole bunch of them that are like small and low income and like stuff. small so, like 300 200 square foot yeah like it's basically like a bed and maybe a bathroom yeah i don't even think that they each have a bathroom i think that they share like a, a sounds like our college dorms yeah, yeah i mean but it is that. it is meant as a transitional type of housing for yeah. them so right uh, and that's actually in the same building the police station is in isn't it i thought that was a mixed no, use building that they it's built. behind it so we can't see the police building like we used to be able to anymore because the it's where saw so, it's where the roasting company used to be. Mm. Now the roasting company is further up the street, but it, yeah, it, they took they knocked down Salt Lake Roasting and put in apartments. There was an Arby's there too, in case you were wondering. <laughs> I, I That's Arby's what I'm grabbing on my way home from from this tonight. Is Arby's? <laughs> Been thinking about it for like half so, an hour. Don't do that. So I have a little don't history of the building itself, but should we talk about our experience first? No, go ahead and give the history of the building. Okay, so so the building dates back, and it's just kind of funny as I was looking through this. It's the same origin story that we had for the <laughs> planetarium. So uh, the original library for Salt Lake was what became the planetarium but it but um in the early, well late late 1950s early 1960s they'd outgrown the building that became the planetarium and decided they needed to do something they needed to build a at the time much much bigger library so uh that's what this building originally was 1960 it opened as the library intersection of 5th south 2nd east uh ground that breaking. explains so much what's that that explains so much the the that it was a library oh yeah, because it was built oh, as yeah, a yeah. library. The way that it's the way that it's shaped, the way the that way it, that yeah. it's shaped, the way exactly. that it's laid out, it one hundred percent exactly. I, I can see that. Groundbreaking, December twenty eighth, nineteen sixty two. Dedicated October thirtieth, nineteen sixty four. Um, yeah, so that's what it originally started as uh, in nineteen or two thousand three. So uh, let me back up. Nineteen ninety eight. They decided it's getting too small. We need to start looking at something else because it's an okay sized building, but for as big as Salt Lake is, we need. You know what? Something. Now that you say that, I'm pretty sure I went there while it was a library when I was in the U. So, ooh, so let me explain. So during the transition, so about 1998, when they decided they were going to build a new uh, building, they started work on the new library, which opened in 2000, which is right behind it. Right behind it. They basically did one of those, we'll take the parking lot, tear it down, build a new building kind of a deal. But during that transition time, from from 98 to 2003, the U actually subleased it and did a number of their art classes there and other classes. So it was a functioning library, but it was also the U. Because when I went to the U, 
uh, in the late 90s. In the late 1900s. Late 1900s. I had some art classes that were actually there at the, at the at library. The library and then at the end of the, the semester, they'd, they'd choose the best artwork and actually do up, up in that room where we did, where we saw the, the displays on that top floor. Yeah. Yeah. They would actually do that was art. The second floor. Oh, the mind. second floor. They'd actually do art uh, shows for the students and I actually had a piece of art in one of those one time and it was super cool. But say, so, yeah, so the U subleased it for quite a while. So then I, it, it kind of gets lost in the shuffle from 2003 till 2011 uh, when it actually became the Leonardo. And I, I really struggled. Was to- it really that late? Mm-hmm. No, I mean it, but it was it was, a, it it was, was functioning, and pe- they were. I think so. I think the group that turned it into the Leonardo, I think they were using it for stuff like that. Well, because it was the Leonardo when I went there for Body Worlds, and that was before I met you, and yeah. we've known each other for eleven years. So, well, so two thousand eleven is when it was when they took over. So that would have been when Body that would have been its like one of its first. Displays was in 2011, but in that in between time, I know that I know that you used it somewhat, but it kind of got lost in the shuffle there, and I had a kind of a hard time finding out about it. However, I did I did find a few interesting things. Um, that in 1994 there was a hostage incident there. I don't know if you remember that one. So in 1994, March 7, 1994, a gunman took several hostages to the to a conference room. Was that the year you graduated? Yeah, on the second floor, um, and they, there was a six-hour standoff, which ended with the gunman dying and all of the hostages being set free. What's with them gunmen down around Trolley Square area? I don't know. So I just want to point this out because I knew that they had done Body Worlds earlier than that. Body Worlds was in September of twenty uh, two thousand and eight. Oh, and the Leonardo existed back then, but I don't. Like I said, I don't know that the Leonardo as a, a group owned that building. I think yet. it might have been like we're doing this under the name of the Leonardo, oh. but that building might. I I was gonna say that it had to have been earlier because it was way before I knew yeah. Chris. And well, so two thousand eleven is when they officially took over the building but they could have been like subleasing it and doing stuff before then so a few other interesting pieces of information april 2008 a woman jumped from the third floor balcony and died july 2005 a woman jumped off the roof and died june 10th 2013 a 21 year old man jumped off the roof and died <laughs> and they should put up a railing November 13th, 2013. That doesn't stop people from jumping. You have to have like enclosures and closed locked windows. a greenhouse at the top. They can't even get out. A 21-year-old man jumped off, lived, was taken to LDS Hospital, and then died. And then died. After he regretted everything, I'm sure. (laughs) So yeah, October 8th, 2011 was the official opening of the Leonardo. So that's when they officially took over the building. And so since 2011, so 10 years, 11 years. Why is that the building they choose? Well, that's what, was, that's what I was going to say. It couldn't have possibly just been the Leonardo from then on because I went to Body Worlds way before I met Chris and we've known each other for 11 yeah, years. Yeah, so. so I think they used that building to do stuff, but I don't think it was under le- like permanent lease by them. They still don't own it. The city owns the building, is my understanding. As far as so I know. public so, access, so basically. That, and, uh, and they've gotten in trouble a few times. Like, the Leonardo's gotten in some serious shit a few times because they were... Uh, I, this was like two or three years ago. They were turning their sprinklers on on the homeless population wow. uh, as they were hanging Rude. out there. So, as and, we found out from Alexa at the... Alexi. Alexi, sorry. Alexi. You can't give her orders. She doesn't do your bidding. <laughs> the... Leonardo was just recently bought out by a group out of um, Las Vegas. They were having serious issues. So, I mean, I I know because when that whole like sprinkling the poor fucking homeless people was happening, like the city was shutting off their water because they weren't paying paying their water bill. Like, I mean, that, like, this is the kind of shit that was going on. Like, it was not. Yeah. So they, they were having some serious financial problems. And, um. So that makes sense that a whole new group owns it now. Yeah. That makes, a, that makes a lot of sense. But they've kept the name. Um, you know, it's a, you know, whatever. So, know. yeah. Let's get into, let's get into our actual visit. So I think I, I want to start by saying if I were a kid, in grade school or junior high. And going there on a field trip. That would have been absolutely amazing. 
It was cool. It had a lot of interesting things. A lot of hands-on. I feel exhibits like there was a lot of stuff kids. missing. Like they'd taken things out. Or... I think COVID's done a number on it. Yeah. Well, because it's so hands-on, and I mean hands-on, I would assume they had to back way off. And and I know, like a lot of their stuff. Like right now, a big chunk of their crap is flight. Like that's a big portion yeah. of what they're doing. And Basically I know the whole main floor. They is... swap the both floors. They swap oh, true, a lot. True, true, they true. swap a lot of that stuff out. So we should lead with that. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not going to have a lot of good things to say about it. I will say this. If it's you a are, little lackluster. If you are going to go to the Leonardo, don't fucking waste your time just going with the $5. You have to go see one of their actual exhibits. The $5 is not worth it. And even, even then, I don't know... I, I think you have to be choosy as to what you go see. Yeah, that, right now it's the Van Gogh, and in my it's own... It's not Monet. Van Gogh. Monet. It's Monet. Oh, Monet. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Kaperniski or some it, shit it, like that. In my opinion, I think I'd bypass this one and m- maybe wait to see what comes well, next. Not, and, and so one thing to keep in mind is is it's not... Like, it is... Um, uh, the exhibits do rotate a lot, uh, and it depends on... I think what you want to see. So Van Gogh is there now, but I think we were on the backside of. I think they were transitioning. Yeah. So it was Monet to Kadinsky was, was before, I think. And I think Van Gogh is there now, but I'll say, I'll talk about those right now, which is they're not, you're not going to go in there and see a Monet or a Van Gogh hanging up. You will not see actual pictures of them. You will not see that actual artwork. What they're doing with these shows is they've got this, almost theater-like area where you walk around basically half of the second floor and they have a timed presentation that puts a bunch of artwork up on. Kind of like a laser show-ish. Yeah, sort of. I mean, it's a little more like there's places to sit for you to like watch, look at the art and the art moves. And so I'm sure for some people that 100% is... You know, what they're there to see. When I think of a museum, like an art museum in particular, I'm thinking of actually getting to see real artwork. Right. There was very little actual artwork there. So that, is, that, that was part of my problem, too. <clears throat> I was going expecting we were going to see some artwork. There were a lot of photographs printed on wallpaper put on the wall. Yeah, and with lots of words, like magazine like, insert. I did like the art timeline that was upstairs that was dynamic that like changed slightly so you could see like, like the different periods. Mm-hmm. That was kind of cool. Yeah, and so I I you know, I think the immersive experiencing, I don't know, I guess it's probably not for me cuz I don't See, so you got to be a kid cuz then you could go play well, with the Legos and so, go down the slide and play and they, on the plane. So they have a, I went down the slide. That's they have true. a what it was a C13, is that what it? No, just an old cargo plane. It wasn't so, a C13, so, I don't think. Like partially they have the shell of the interior of an old cargo plane. Uh, yeah, and it's up high, so you can. But you can get up in it. Still has the cockpit. You can push all the buttons. And they have a slide it. coming down one side of it. Jeremy's struggling to like. I don't know. You got something in your throat. Yeah, I swallowed like, my snapple wrong. It's like you threw up in your mouth a little bit just now. That's what Chopper does every time we come <laughs> over. <laughs> but yeah, so I you heard his name for me. Why? So it is very interactive for kids. Like they had a. The, they had a like a satellite dish to like have noises coming from one side to the other. This is very interactive in my mind. This is Julia like and a, Chris made little helicopter things. Yeah, that that went up in yeah. a wind tunnel. This to the me big is propeller more, that you spin and feel the wind. More in line with what you would expect out of the planetarium, for example. Yeah, so I this thought would have fit perfectly in the planetarium. And I thought the planetarium was worlds better. I thought the, the the displays and the Well, exhibits, there's stuff every corner. Well, and, and the stuff was, I think, quite a bit more educational in that sense. There wasn't... One thing that was missing downstairs where all the interactive stuff was, there was no explanation of anything. It was just there. Yeah. You it had to a, figure it like out. You we walk spent... through a tunnel and there's like a fucking stage with creepy-ass kids, kids, like World War II era, like Cold Mannequin War kids. Things. Watching the... It was like, like your mom said, it was like uh, Indiana Jones. But zero, zero like placards yeah. or in- information they're, about any of it. They're watching the moon landing on TV. Yeah, and I think that's what it was representative but of. But there's no... But it's like, what the hell? But there's no the explanation. There's these creepy kids in this... And like, they've got like Jake Garn's flight suit. 
Which is super which cool. Which is cool, but, but no explanation yeah, of even no. who the fuck Jake Garn is for anyone that doesn't know. And then they had a, some but fighter pilot uniforms. I mean, some. There was this giant, giant wind turbine thing that you could spin, and we spent five minutes spinning and spinning and spinning it, and it did nothing, yeah. and it turned out all the air was blowing the, the other way. direction. So there's no I, signs. Chris and I went to do it, and we're, I'm like, so why be, do I feel air? To be clear, it wasn't a wind turbine, it was the propeller of a plane. Of a plane. That's what I meant. Because it's all on, it's all but on, and there was a working engine. They did have a working engine where you could like feel the air and you could actually put your finger in. We didn't, you but could the hand crank museum the guy did. And feel the pistons and stuff. You could see stuff moving and hear it. And that was actually pretty And again, cool. really interactive. Zero explanation. Like there wasn't even a thing that said, please play with this. The guy had to come up to us and say, sure. no, please play with it. Because we were like, like pushing it, it does, and I was like, "Oh, it doesn't move." And Chris was like, "Oh yeah, I think it does." And then the guy was like, "Oh yeah, and do this." Then and they have an actual MIG. Yep, they have an old MIG on the ceiling that um, you can look at. So I mean, they had a little flight simulator. Uh, oh, yeah. And they had another flight simulator that had a dummy in it that was uh, not in use. It's probably out of order, and they just put that in there. And but they had a screen. Like, clearly this space down there is used heavily for field trips. Yeah. And I think that's great. But it's a waste of money if you're, if not, you're not a little right. kid on well, a field trip. Yeah, because I think if you don't have There that, were kids on field trips there. Yeah, and I think if you don't have that guide, there is nothing there right. to self-guide you. Well, because there, there was all the seats like you're in an airplane with a big screen, but nothing was happening. And then we went upstairs. Tiny airport simulator. Yeah, so then you go upstairs, and I'm thinking, okay, upstairs, there's going to be actual exhibits. There was one. Well, and it felt like, to me, the so they have a thing on flight, and it's like a, a storyboard wall of the history of flight. And it's colored, colored I, people in flight. Yeah. yeah and, and, you know, the, the information is cool, but, like, I've been to the Smithsonian. I've been to a couple of the Smithsonians. I've been to, this is what, this was my comment then. You know, Green River, Wyoming has a shitty little museum that has the history of Green River, and it has more exhibits and better description than the Leonardo, which is supposed <laughs> to be a fucking big museum. Right. And you go in, and it was basically like, the comparison I have, it was a fucking high school kid's project on the history of black people in flight. Well, and there was very little description, so... It was a lot of pictures it on poster board. It was just a timeline. Yeah, great big pictures. Nowhere to sit, nothing. But no. There was that couch that was facing nothing. Facing nothing. Not even the screen that was playing. Yeah, which yeah. was which was playing on a projector that was hooked up to an iPad that you could see in the corner sitting there. But so, it was weird because the couch was, like face, it was on the same wall that the screen was on. But Whoa. you could tell... The way it was spaced out was definitely so an entire class it's could probably still well, trip style it's, crisscross. It's also one thing to keep in mind. The Leonardo is used for events. And, and I so think that that was an event space. We did not go upstairs to the third floor because that is entirely an events, event space. Uh, and I'm assuming maybe they have some storage up there. I don't know. But the other half of the second floor then is this actual exhibit. And then they had the little craft area. Well, the one thing was they had all those things on the ceiling. But none of them were working. There was, there was one that was yeah. working. Was so they have, it's like a it's like a, a display of um, I can't remember what it's called, like uh, alkaline uh, light responsive stuff. And so it was like a bunch of essentially robots that it's are supposed to be like jellyfish and brine shrimp and that kind of thing. They sort move, of they move in response it, to light. They weren't even lit up. Cool, but yeah, then, there was one that was kind of in the shade, so maybe yeah, the rest of them moving. were getting like too much light. That I was like, Chris, it's moving. Look, look, look. Then they had that display area where obviously somebody does a presentation because there were microscopes and there were they're like doors that you could open but, and get answers to questions but and well, it was disjointed like right so you had the flight wall and then you had that other room that had like f fucking things you could play with like fossils that has nothing to do with anything else in the entire fucking place it yeah. was so weird and the arts and crafts center where and you questions about vampires on the wall yeah. Where you do art <laughs> and werewolves. So, so really, the only art in the whole thing was that little in that little like workstation area where you could where you made your own art. You played with clay or yeah. did some watercolor. So, which mean, again, so the two kids in our group, <laughs> namely an eighteen-year-old and a twenty-one-year-old, <laughs> did their arts and crafts. So if if you went through with a guide and you had somebody explaining Jonathan was things, there. It, no, he wasn't. Was it, he? No, Jonathan <clears throat> wasn't there. Oh, no, never mind. There. It, 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 Brighton was there. It, oh, it yeah, would have been thing. better, but it was just so. 
And and I don't know, to be fair, maybe they're in the process of changing out. Maybe we caught them at an in-between. I don't think so. I think that right now is what the Leonardo is. Like I said, if you're going to go to experience the actual show, the actual art show, you're going to be up by that art room that we were just talking about. It's separated off, but I'm telling you it's not that big. Like you, well, it's probably the size of the the other half airplane yeah, part we went which to, which wasn't that big. And isn't it? It's like thirty dollars a ticket for that, isn't it? Yeah, and it's like a forty-five minute show. And so, like I said, I mean, for it is clearly for some people, but I understand why they struggle because that place is not. So because if you're taking it's not very stimulating, and if you're taking school kids there, it's not like you're taking school kids there for a whole lot of money. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you, even if you have little kids. My recommendation, I know we're, like, I just can't give a good review for this place. Take your I kids. I thought we were going to have to say good things about it the whole time, well, I and know. I was just going to be quiet like, I mean, the there, whole episode. There are, some, there are some good things, but. I mean, there were some things that yeah, were really cool. Yeah, but I don't have any raving but reviews. But even like, even like when you walk out. Like, they have some amazing Lego stuff that's been built, by the way. Like, they have uh, the, uh, cathedral, uh, the of cathedral of the Madeline. I was super stoked because yeah. everything in Utah is always the stupid temple, and the cathedral is really it was, cool. It's really detailed. And we've talked about the cathedral before. It was, like, super history, detailed. In one of our history episodes. They had little Star Wars droids for the gargoyles. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, it was, like, it's a really freaking cool Lego replica of the cathedral. Like, very, very But accurate. it's shoved in some corner with no... With no stuff. And, like, and... But and after it you just leave, says don't touch. And when you leave that area to go out of the museum, you go into their quote unquote gift shop, which is a bunch of books with no explanation that it's really a gift shop. It feels I thought more, it was a library. Yeah, it feels more like a library. But they did have in their display case there a couple of first yeah, series first signed edition signed books. Yeah, but they're from Ken Sanders bookstore. Yeah, I was just gonna say they had a whole thing. They're all Ken, they're all consi- on consignment yeah. from Ken Sanders yeah. books, <clears throat> and so like. I don't know. They had socks with dogs and airplanes if you've on got, them. <laughs> if you've got little kids, they're going to have a better time at the planetarium. Easy. They're going to have a better time at Wheeler Farm. Mm-hmm. They're going to have a better time at probably the Natural History Museum. Uncle Zoo. This is the place. Uncle Zoo. Yeah, there's so many other things. In, Thanksgiving point. Yeah. So I get it. If there's a field trip to the Leonardo, by all means, Then I bet be your kids will have fun. They're going to have a blast. But outside of that, I, I just don't. I, I don't see You're it. You're going to be in and out pretty quick. <laughs> Unfortunately, it wasn't even worth the $5 we paid. And no. that's sad, but no, it was. I mean, they had a little cafe. I guess well, we could have tried between it between that it and good. parking and yeah. the drive. Oh, yeah. So really, it was more like 20 bucks to True, go. By the time you park. And, but, I mean, I don't know about 20 bucks. Parking was like five bucks. Yeah, but I the... drove on a, in a gas guzzling Jeep. That's not my fault. That's, that's you... not the Leonardo's fault either. Yeah. <laughs> but. but the point, the point's still the same. It is downtown. Um, it is downtown, and it's right off a track station, so you could take tracks, yeah. which is a plus. And walk. And honestly, just go to the library, because it's way fucking cooler, and the it's free. The library has these really cool little shops or, like on the main floor on the outside. Or if you're stuff. making the day of it, and you're going to go to the library and pay the five bucks to go there, and but if that is... Your destination? I'm afraid I just yeah. Would, I wouldn't recommend just, it to be your destination. It's or just great if you're if bored between classes if or student five bucks. If you it, or I'm if sure you, students get in free. You get to your restaurant and the wait is like 45 minutes and it's nearby. I'm just saying it wouldn't take much to make that place a lot more than what I'm, it is. I'm wondering if they were understaffed because we were there on a Friday and we saw maybe three staff people. Like, there is no staff. Uh, well, I just don't think they, I don't think they can. No, I yet. saw like six people. I don't think that they can pay right. a lot of people to be there. I don't think that there is enough business there. So the building has potential. They have the space. They just, it just needs some help. Yeah, I, I'm not, uh, I'm, I, I like my shop. What, what did we pay for planetarium tickets? What's much yeah. seven? Zero. Uh, Oh, that's true. Not the planetarium. You just reserved your time. That was oh, the planetarium right. is absolutely free, and you pay for movies and stuff. And the movies are totally worth movies paying was, for. It was like six bucks, but it, yeah, it was like bucks. six to ten bucks depending on the movie yeah. or the the experience that you have there. They're way more interactive, and it was packed. Yeah, even the the aquarium's a lot better. The aquarium, like, and that was I really enjoyed the, yeah, aquarium. the aquarium. So they're not all fun. they're not all winners, folks. And this is definitely not one. And I hate to say it because I really want to see more of this type of stuff in Utah. 
But this this is a very piss poor representation of the arts. They're using it. They're they're depending way too much on the main whatever it is that that they're showing instead of. So that and probably school field trips are paying the bills. Yeah, absolutely. That's one hundred percent the only way they're staying. Open. I would imagine with the school field trip, it's a flat but fee or something. Maybe with the new ownership group, we'll actually see. Because look, there's you go to fucking Vegas and you can go to like a Ripley's Believe It or Not museum. Way more entertaining than that. Yeah. By a long shot. It's like not, it's not even close. Well, so actually when we were there, Julia and Brighton were saying that that's the same exhibit they saw in Vegas a couple months ago. So maybe what they're doing is taking them from Vegas and then moving them here. We didn't see the exhibit, no, but we saw all the signs for it. Was, yeah. yeah. So, so I don't know. But however, similar. I just, I do want to add, that's why we're doing this this year instead of just doing a review of somewhere that then we can actually have stuff to contribute. Because, like, if yeah. I would have done it off of my experience with the Leonardo, it was from 2008 when Body Worlds was there. And Body Worlds was amazing. That's a, But that was not really... The Leonardo hosted it, but that's not their thing. And so I, I think if you're choosy and if you pay attention to what they have and what they're offering, there may be times where stuff is really worth going to. Right. But, you know... I, I just think in general, it's not a destination, like you said. No. If it was free, maybe. Yeah, if it was free, it'd be fine to walk around. Maybe I don't know why it's not Maybe we should have tried the coffee shop. Maybe they had some good stuff in the coffee shop. <laughs> they said shop. they had, like, it beer looked, and wine. It looked like a fucking Starbucks. True. I'm pretty sure it wasn't, like, anything local. Yeah, I don't know. It had beer and wine, though. Oh, in their cafe place? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I... I'm sure they have a liquor license for when they have events. I, I, yeah, I know they do. I'm kind of bummed. They'll probably not want us back because we just <laughs> chat all over. We're it, sorry, but... guys. I mean, the, I mean, the I, art place where where Hannah and Julia did their little art projects and stuff. I I think I liked that best. It was fun. Yeah, you gotta make a quilt. What it was I, cool. look here's here's what it would take for that place to be turned from shitville into a, a, a decent museum. The awesome town. Create exhibits. That's what you're meant. You have, so you have a working engine. Put something there. Put a put placard. Put a sign. Put a placard <laughs> or there. Or some stickers with arrows. That says. Everybody else walked past it. And the only reason Chris and I figured it out was because we happened to be there right when the museum but, guy. But came the by. thing is, like, put some, put a bigger placard on there. Like, hey, explain how the fucking engine works. Maybe they're trying to, like, have stuff out, but discourage people from touching it because of COVID. I, don't I, know. I mean, I don't know. Like, explain how the engine works. That hey, at little... least they had hand sanitizer, which the planetarium did not. Yeah, that that that. It smelled gross, though. The wind tunnel with the helicopter thing. Like, explain that better. Don't just have a sign that shows how to make the. It was paper just like origami instructions, like, basically. Explain what's going on. Explain why it works. Like. That's the piece they're missing across the board. It didn't even work with the paper clip on and it. We poster, had to take it off and try it. Poster board display land. Get rid of the fucking poster boards, guys. Put stuff in there. It's not that you, you found clearly like there's that, um, the, the replica of the early, like the, the Wright brother biplane. That's a perfect kind of thing. Yeah. But guess what you got over there? There's nothing about that right no, there. No, it's just, it was just like, I had no idea what was going on. There was like a little like, it was a photo like a opportunity. Kid's flight suit thing just hanging on a hanger on the wall, but I didn't know. It was, if that well, was it was like, for a photo opportunity. Yeah, there was like, a sign that says photo op. No, there was. Oh. It's <laughs> right on the front of the plane. It said photo op and then don't climb on the inside of the plane. But there's not like anything that explains like, hey, the Wright brothers were in something Incredibly similar to this, that sort of thing. Like, I, I get it. You're a little museum in fucking Salt Lake City. You're not going but, to get the actual Wright Brothers plane like the Smithsonian could do. But, but like when we went to the aquarium, every fish, every plant at had least had a sign and told you what it was. Yeah, and you could spend time reading that and going, oh, I get what this is. Going, oh, that's a creepy fish. So, we, I mean, we went through the entire um, aquarium without a guide. And walked away with a lot of knowledge just because of what was posted next to it and explanations. And the same thing with the planetarium. Yeah, there was no guide. I will be honest, the upstairs at the Leonardo was so boring, I didn't even read any of the stuff that was. There really wasn't. Well, on it, the was, wall. it was a poster board display. It was really. Yeah, it wasn't akin, exciting enough for me to read. It was akin to like. If there were like a prop, I'd want to learn about the prop, not. Well, if you're going to do a big poster board, yeah, have. Like a pair of gloves that belong to somebody and a helmet that belong to somebody. Yeah, or like when you have Jake Garn's flight suit, have a fucking Why didn't thing they put that in there? About who Jake Garn is and, and like what he did and why it, why you have his stuff. 
He's a fucking Utah guy who was a congressman for Utah that went to the fucking moon. Yeah. I didn't know that looking at the thing. Well, no. No. You didn't. We know that because we've talked about well, it. Yeah, but if you didn't know who Jake Garn was, you'd just be like, oh. Oh, random. Oh, it's a space suit. Jake Garn. Woohoo. And that's kind of how it felt. Like, it was just, oh, it's a spacesuit. Well, and like the big display wall with all the engine parts. Although very cool, not an explanation. Not on any of them. Not on any, any of them part. did. So they basically had a, a, a an exploded. It's all a bunch of scrap. Um, engine propeller all taken up on the wall and if you, if you understand drafting how that works it's set up exactly how a schematic would how it would blow it out like, but together. not a single explanation so no, and in fact the only writing that was on that fucking wall was on some of the pieces that were written on as scrap from the scrapyard they got it from yeah and and to look at it it just looks like garbage hanging on a wall it doesn't make sense so once again, not expensive things. Take arrows of tape or something and come and show how all of them come back together or just put a picture of what it's supposed to be. Yeah, put the actual schematic or do a little video screen that shows them coming together. Okay, put a sticky note out. on it. A sticky note. A sticky note would be better. Maybe something. <laughs> I knew what it was because well, I know what schematics are, but no kid is going to under. It just looks like a wall of junk. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sorry, Leonardo. Sorry. Do better. Um, hopefully listeners, you don't go there, like, or you go there to experience it for yourself, but or I'm if not. Your kids, don't go out of your way to go there. If your basically. kids go there on a field trip, maybe you could volunteer to be one of the, you know, the parents yeah. or something. But don't go out of your way. Don't drive half an hour like we did just to go there yeah. and then go home. Yeah. So what else can we say? It happens. That was our adventure. Um, we did it so you don't have to. You're welcome. That's what we Sometimes we do it so we can encourage you. In this instance, we did it so you don't have to. I feel like this is a good time for our card. Yeah, please, thank, please, for the love of God. I don't even have a good show title because I don't want to call it the Leonardo because we just shit all over him for 45 minutes. Yeah. yeah I, I Maybe know. this you card will the give poop, us. Shoot, shoot. <laughs> poop, shoot, shoot. That's a good idea. Poop, shoot, shoot. Because it is the, that would get a lot of views, actually. <laughs> That's my favorite thing to call it, and I made that up, so trademark right. me. Trademark me. There's our card. You are the best thing to ever happen to you. Go easy on your ass. <laughs> There you go, Bree. <laughs> Buy your own damn drink. See, Bree, this is for you. The, the tarot does read the future. Yeah, go easy on your you ass. Go easy on your ass, Bree. <laughs> oh, she didn't That's go funny. easy on it the day before. <laughs> give you, I mean, like, like they, okay. Doesn't sound right. To, okay, to, but to do a colonoscopy, they have to clear out your colon. Obviously. Your entire large intestine and really most of your digestive tract. So you don't eat for like two days before you like gradually. It's like a day and a half. It, you gradually step down on the stuff that you can have and you get to a point where you can only have clear liquids. And Sounds like up, MMA fighters. You end up fasting for a day and a half before and you also take a bunch of laxatives and you drink Fun. a ton of laxative. So like you drink a whole bottle of Miralax in the day leading up to it. Like and you have to get up in the middle of the night and finish it. Well, I mean this is my particular doctor stuff. I'm I imagine everything's pretty similar, but like my procedure I was supposed to be there at 6:45 and you have to finish taking it 5 hours before and since I didn't know exactly what time my procedure time was, I had to wake up at 1:30 so that I had time to go down, pour it and drink it before 1:45. And I just look Bree's never going to talk about this because she's a lady, but she shit her guts out for a day and a half. And like, did you lose 12 pounds? <laughs> I think I lost like five or six. I mean, <laughs> like, I can't, some of it's water, so like it came right, right. back. But. but like, she pooped straight for for a day. Like she was... It was legitimately almost clear. Yeah. Oh. And so, and it leads to great pictures because you can see how clean her colon is. There was nothing in her large intestine. Like, it was it very did clean. Its job. Every time I think of that, I think of the the song, Turning Japanese. I want a doctor to take a picture of your insides so I can look at them as well. What, <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? I think I'm turning Japanese. I, I think, think I'm turning Japanese. Japanese. I really think so. so. It's the song. No I idea what's happening. I know. That's because it's before you were conceived. Way before. <laughs> it was before your dad was having sex. That's when I was in junior high. Maybe even grade school. That's an uh, old song. I don't know about grade school. It's an old song. Anyway. Yeah. Well, us older people. And you guys are older than me. Like old asses. Uh, I think that's it for the week. Sorry, Leonardo. Um, yeah. This show's all about shit. So poop, shoot, shoot makes good. <laughs> It's a good name. It's, it's a good title. Uh, follow us on social media at TNU Podcast. 
Um, you know, like I said, if you uh, want to buy a Weber Smokefire Grill, uh, it's, it's available. Or if you go to the Leonardo and have a we'll wonderful experience, <laughs> prove us wrong. Tell yeah. us what we missed. Give me an offer on the Weber Smokefire Grill. Um, any offer. I'll take a dime. If you can come get it. I don't One wanna... penny. The thing is, it's basically brand new. And I know all the parts inside of it are brand new. It just maybe if you're like really like to fix things and fidget with things and you know try to get. I don't have the patience. I don't want it on my. He just wants to cook with it, and so yeah. Um. So also, you know, leave us feedback if you like these uh these uh adventures. Um. Please let us know. If you don't, um, let us know what you don't like about it. What you'd like to see? No, keep your opinion to yourself. That's not true. I'm kidding. kidding. Opinions are good for us. So, um, there's blogs up on our website, thenewutah.com. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes I write them. Um, (laughs) (laughs) This write-up's gonna be fun. (laughs) Yeah, I I feel bad, but at the same time, because you always like you hear people that do like a lot of reviews. Like I follow some influencers on like TikTok, and they do like food reviews, and people say, "Well, how can we never have any bad reviews?" And they're like, "Because we don't want to blow up these restaurants." Like, yeah. But honestly, I mean, that was what we planned, and I have to be honest, and it was garbage. So, uh, yeah, have your pet spayed or neutered, and. uh, What? And, uh, you know, make sure you get your colonoscopy uh, when you come of age because it's really important to prevent colon cancer. <laughs> <laughs>